true story. I gave birth. I was a bit um, superstitious. Uh, this is not interesting, but I'm just going to tell you because it just popped into my head uh, whenever it was, 18 years ago. And I didn't have anything in the house. And anyway, whatever, this little puffin, not an actual puffin, the human came out. And I said to my husband, oh, baby, we need to get clothes for him. I didn't know whether it was a boy or a girl or whatever. It was just so thrilling. And he went, got it. Right, I'll be back in a minute. Leave this with me. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, don't you worry. I was like, great. And I didn't know. You know, I'm sort of the first of our friendship group. Um, and, you know, I had my parents on me. Like, look, we were fine. He ran to mother care, ran, and uh, came back and he went, everything's fine. I said, what have you got? And he went, I've got a tiny Mac and rain hat, age <laughs> <laughs> newborn, newborn in three months. I was like, you know, sometimes, you know that like that scene in Jaws when all the, everything comes rushing past your head? I was like, who have I married? That was Claudia Winkleman, and this is How To Wow. Coming up, clutch on How To Wow on the biggest live telly show in the UK. How To Wow when writing a Sunday Times best-selling comic memoir. And, of course, How To Wow, How To Rock, in fact, the most famous fringe on the planet. But first, my friends, today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Every morning, Tash, my wife, and I go scoop da loop with one heap scoopful of this all-round nutritional insurance, which is made up of no less than 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood, scientifically researched and blended together to support and improve energy, recovery, immunity, and digestion. I've been on it for about four weeks now, and I feel genuinely different my skin is smoother i love a nap in the day i don't always get to have one but now if i don't somehow it feels okay you know it could be a placebo effect but i don't think it is well whichever way i look at it i think athletic greens is working for me a deep seaweed green like nature itself this eye candy concoction takes just a few seconds like no more than five or six okay ten tops to prepare and taste absolutely gorgeous after hearing my go-to wellness wise guys go on about Athletic Greens for years, you know, Rich Roll and the likes of Tim Ferriss, you, you know you know the names I'm talking about. I've been on my own Athletic Greens journey now with my wife for about four weeks. And honestly, honestly, I'm convinced it's made a difference. I always, always hankered for a nap in the afternoons, you know, and I still, I still try and get like an hour of lying down. You know, I actually lie down on the rug on the floor in the living room because it grounds me but over the last month if I've missed out on my hour which sometimes I do it doesn't come back to bite me at tea time with the kids when it usually does it feels alright I mean I still want it I don't know if it's a placebo effect but honestly um, I just feel different my skin feels smoother I'm thinking more clearly I don't know I don't know but give it a go deep seaweed green like nature herself this eye candy concoction takes just a few seconds like no more than five or six okay ten tops in our house to prepare and taste absolutely gorgeous it's the one scoop vitamin soup to send your serotonin levels loop de loop like that yeah 
Very good. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash how to wow and join health experts, athletes and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash how to wow. Okay, and don't forget slash how to wow because this will entitle you to the special deal Athletic Greens have given how to wow listeners. A free year's supply of vitamin D and five travel-free packs today to take with you on the go. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash don't forget how to wow. All right, if you love what we do here at How to Wow, you are going to devour the next hour and a bit of chat because it's with the one and only Claudia Winkleman. She's so clever. She plays it down. She's so clever. She's the opposite of me. Cue the conversation. So this is a phone line. Sounds amazing. Yeah. By the way, I no, it's not a phone line. It's something called Skype, whatever that is. It took me 17 <laughs> hours to set it up. I was literally like, Chris, to my husband, have you, to, what do I need? You, stop, pass me a tape measure and a hummus sandwich. I'm going to be here a while. Because I thought it can't be that complicated. A hummus sandwich. Take me through that. It's a bloomer. This is quite vital. A soft, not like just a white. It's a bloomer. And then more hummus than you think, like three layers of it. Uh, and then it's cut into triangles, finished, night, night. And hummus coming out the edges, vital. I know, it sounded a bit weird, you know. I mean, hummus for me was a long time coming. I thought Parmesan cheese on pasta was, was pasta with cheese, and I thought everybody was greedy. I didn't realise it was a dressing until I was 21. So hummus was a whole different ball game. But when it came to me, it was fine, especially with sort of pita bread, uh, too hot to yes. handle, literally, from go. the oven. But go. sandwiches, sandwiches are about a year ago, hummus sandwiches, and I love them too. I mean, is it a new thing? No, nothing Nothing I will be doing is new. I am ancient and, like, I've just found the killing on television. I was like, let's mm. give this a whirl. <laughs> I'm not um, up to date on any level. And I think that's the way it should be because I'm now surrounded by teenagers. And every time I say, yeah, God, Billie Eilish is really cool, uh, me and my husband have to remind ourselves that's not the way it should be. So now I only pronounce her Billie Eilish. You know, like... We're supposed to be old and dodgery and not really getting it and still eating hummus sandwiches. Does but we're not sense? old. Yeah, we're not old. We're we just are. older. And, and old people or older people than us who are older than people that are younger than us get really annoyed when we say we're old. OK, I don't mean old. And by the way, I was, I mean, I asked for a crochet set when I was 21. I don't mean old in years, but <laughs> I want to take up knitting and I could talk to you for about 17 days about what's the perfect tog blanket or duvet or whatever. You know, I I don't mean old in I'm just in my head, I'm slow to on the on the pickup. No, I know, I know. And you don't have to be overly defensive about it because I'm sort of with you. Tog blanket, by the way, uh, I, I could talk to you about a gravity blanket. I'm over the tog blanket. <gasps> oh, I got a gravity blanket. Tell me about yours. I'll tell you about mine. Okay. Well, uh, here's the headline. It's a nonsense. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> if, if you want, I mean, sure, we can skirt round it. We can go, what colour is yours? Because it only comes in like disgusting grey or a sort of imperial blue. And we can talk, and why aren't we sleeping? Uh, back to the age, so all of that. But the bottom line is, don't get one. See, I like mine. I, maybe it's a placebo. Mine's 25 kilograms. What's yours? Oh, mine wasn't. Oh, 25 kilograms suddenly sounds divine. Mm. I think mine was a 12.5. I can't remember, but somebody just said, it's the answer. And I like lying very still, very flat, like, oh, what's happened to her? That kind of deal. So I was like, <laughs> is she fine? <laughs> Mum. And uh, so I was very excited. Got one. A, it's 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 physically repellent. Am I wrong? 
It's not an attractive beast. It's a big... No, I don't mind any of this. I don't mind it. I like it full stop. It's an eyesore. It's a velour... If, if anybody doesn't understand what we're talking about, gravity blankets are on the market for people who aren't sleeping properly and they weight you down. So therefore, apparently, they're the mm. answer to great night's sleep. And um, off I go. I get one. Budge up. I say to the husband, you're not going to believe this. Look at this. It's a be- It's like sleeping under a hippo, but less fun, possibly less dangerous. It didn't make me sleep better, but mainly I just found it um, unattractive. But if you're lying on your back, sort of in state... There you go. Yeah. Um, but arms up like a newborn. Oh, see, now that's the problem. Because if I was going to say, if you're lying on your back and you're still, that's the perfect sleeping position and you're not moving. So so what's the issue, Winkleman? The issue is, A, oh, why have I suddenly got an itch in my nose? That's the that's the heavy velour. Oh, sorry. Don't shout at me. Alarm went off. And um, that, so it's the velour. It's, it's, it's just, it's enough. You know what? And I think all women will understand. It's just another thing to worry about. Something else to fold up, something to put at the end of the bed. That's not making me sleep better. You know what no. makes me sleep better? Mm-hmm. Possibly. I'm going to say this. It's not attractive, but I'm happy to share a sock. We need more. <laughs> okay. Well, number one, you'll need two socks. Otherwise, the imbalance will just blow your mind. Oh, see, now I get it. You just put socks on. When you said a sock, I thought you put it around your neck or you breathe into it or something like that. <laughs> Is she talking about? So oh, socks. Oil. Socks. Throw socks, sir. Socks just for the first five minutes, and then you can take them off. But there's something so comforting, so cosy. You know when you put, like, a little person in a baby grow, and then sometimes they have, like, snuggle blankets, um, and then they go in, you just feel completely enclosed. I throw on a pair of socks because I'm married to a strange Danish creature. The windows are constantly open. He's <laughs> naked. He's walking around, hi-ho. I mean, that's not even Danish, but, you know, you get the you get the idea. And, yes. um and I'm constantly freezing. Put on a pair of socks, lie down, boom, fast asleep, night, night, finish, goodbye, zonked. So you, why did you buy the gravity blanket if you had the socks in your back pocket? The gravity blanket was a, a purchase from about a year ago. It doesn't answer the question. Socks haven't been invented between then and now. Oh, no. It's a good, by the way, this is the best, best podcast I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Let's do two hours on, on footwear in bed. No, you're right. The socks was a, was a happenstance, was a delightful little by accident because that room was freezing. You refused to turn on central heating. What's the problem? Come on. Take your clothes off. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm wearing 17 <laughs> coats. I've never even been skiing, but I'm wearing skiing gloves. I'm like, this isn't this isn't sexy. Put on a pair of gloves, straight to bed. 12 puffer jackets later, fine, done. Night, night. You're so like my wife. She doesn't like the gravity blanket. She can't stand the cold. Um, and she, she loves to sleep at night. Her answer would be not socks, although she does wear socks in bed sometimes. Her answer would be yeah. a hotel. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Any hotel, by the way. I had the most glorious night. Can I share this with the group? Yep. I stayed in the Holiday Inn in Manchester last week by myself. And um, your wife, Natasha, has got lots of um, lovely offspring. She has you. A night in a hotel by yourself. I'm not saying I didn't miss everybody. That's about as luxurious. I mean, I was. I had three baths. <laughs> I haven't had a bath alone for 17 years. I had three baths. I get on phoning the gang going, guys, you're not going to believe this. I've found another miniature bottle of bath foam and I'm just going in. They were like, you're right, thanks, Mum. Can we just, you know, we're watching a movie with Dad. We're just doing our homework. We're having sausages. I was like, let me tell you more. Not only that. 
they have slippers. Anyway, it was one of the best nights of my life. Yeah, I mean, the thing about hotel baths, certain hotels, the smaller bath, the sort of economy size, sort of budget, Much better. budget hotel bath. Yes, the virtues of the smaller bath. Forget, if you win the lottery, don't get a big bath. Get a swimming pool, but get a smaller bath. There you go. By the way, this is, I mean, I, by the way, I like the way this is going and I never right. want to discuss anything else. At okay. home, I have got a small bath because um, I'm quite small. I've got a tiny bath, like a little, and it's called a sitting bath because I like to read in the bath. And I'm, you know, my legs, I've got the body of ET. I've got a torso and then feet. So <laughs> what I can't do is dilly-dally. I don't want to swim in the bath. I don't mind having a little sink in the bath. Yeah. But often I have a big sink in the shower. Have we turned a weird corner? No, I like it. I like it. I love it a lot. And because, because our... <laughs> I love a bath. Now, the thing about we've inherited a bath because we've got a new house. The bath is neither nice. one thing nor the other. It's a bit too long and oh. a bit too wide. It's a bit too small for two people and it's a bit too big for one person. And it's just, I feel sorry for the bath. Yeah. No, don't feel sorry for the bath. You'll find the bath a new home. Absolutely. Find the bath a new home. But you need to get a sitting bath where your back is sort of a bit more upright. And then can I also throw this in? What you want is, I don't know what they're called bath trays mm -hmm. you want a little white bamboo or you can get a metal tray where you put your unguents and your book done yeah well you it's, there's a reading stand isn't there there's, there's the tray for the soap and stuff like yeah. that and that but you, nobody actually uses a reading stand that would be madness but yes we have one of those um you know those sort of oversized um reading lamps angle poises that are sort of new york style but they're they're more like yeah lovely yeah we have one of those that we lean right into the bath that's what we got going on there do you oh yeah that's yeah, well, we, well done there's no point though because we don't ever take a bath because it's too big for one person and too small for yeah. two yeah 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 i just we just we'll finish off on baths with this one okay so um, when when I was uh, sillily everything um, that I built built a house, you know I didn't build it, you know, but people say that, don't they? You know, uh, I built I built a house, or I had some people build a house, and they said, "What are you going to do with the, about the bath?" And I said, "I want the classic, you know, half Easter eggshell bath." And this is when they were new; they were the new baths on the block. Yes. And um, and they said, "Oh, how how ridiculous would you like to go?" I said, "As ridiculous as is possible, right?" <laughs> Yeah, And they said, okay, would you like to go this ridiculous? Would you like to fly to Italy to the limestone quarry? Stop. Would you like to pick the, the part of the rock face you'd like to the block to be chiseled from or can go from? And then you, you get that block and you fly, you freight that block back to the, the UK and then somebody fashions out your half Easter Stop. eggshell bath and then you hire a 35-ton truck a crane rather, to swing it over your house because it's so damn heavy, right? And then you swing it into your new bathroom and then it's 1.7 tonnes empty and it's 2.2 oh tonnes full and the water has to be double heated because it cools so much when it hits the stone <gasps> that that's the only way it's going to work. That's a stupid bath story and I couldn't make it up because I'm not that crazy. <laughs> but it's that's so mad. But imagine the person who goes, do you know what? Good plan. Let's get flights. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, no, I did it. You didn't. You did all did of that. Talk, of course I did it. That's, that's how I know the story. What are you talking about? I thought they were giving you the option. No. Wait, uh, how old were you? What was going on in your head? Let's analyse that. Well, technically, I suppose I would have been 30-something, but I, you know, mentally I was about, well, I hadn't been born. I mean, that's the thing yeah, there. Got yeah, got you. Yeah. And the, when I sold the house, um, the, the, the new incumbent, he, he obviously wanted to do his own thing with the house. And the first thing he did was take the, a similar Kango to go, the, 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 the no. fashion the block of limestone from the quarry to the bath so they could 
put it in the skip. You are ju- Wait, and how many times did you bathe in it? Was it worth it? Oh, many, many times. Many times. Okay, so it was worth it. I, hardly ever. Right. I love I can't believe that. It's a true story. What happens to your fringe at night? Where does that sleep? Oh, well, it, next to me. <laughs> I take it off <laughs> because it's a clip-in. Everyone should know that. And... Uh, it's the only reason I work. So it has to be treated with a certain amount of respect. The kids come in, they perform little poems. Uh, my husband strokes it. I lick it. And then, and then I get into bed. Does it have a birthday? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't have a birthday. But it does. It's, no, it just, it's, yeah, it just goes to sleep. It goes, it doesn't have a birthday. <laughs> I love that. Does, does it wear socks? Of course it wears, constantly wears socks constantly yeah because everybody's so they love love you i've never met anybody who doesn't no. not like you loads even no seriously i have never met any, you may have done but i haven't and i by the way i've asked around just to make sure <laughs> and so you know you're coming on the podcast today and nick outside he said he's saying you know you've got to ask her does she really use head and shoulders and you know yes i do do you have to contractually and i dis- i can discuss this for quite some time well so uh this is the truth i've been approached by a different hair person but my stepdad and my mum before that my stepdad and my mum I was brought up on head and shoulders my stepdad had dandruff and it made my mum's hair all shiny and glossy it was really they had five kids between them it was really good value you know you buy you buy a huge thing and it's that's for a year and I don't know whether you've ever used it it comes out like yogurt it doesn't come out like normal shampoo anyway so I I've never used a different shampoo. So when they came, maybe we even asked them. I mean, how embarrassing. Um, I was like, going too fancy a date. And they're like, what? Who? Um, and so, yeah, I've always used it. So what did you say to L'Oreal then? Stop. Naughty. It wasn't them. I can't remember who it was. I'm trying to think, who could it have been? Vidal Sassoon? No. I, mean, I don't, know. I don't really... No, it wasn't a... Garnier. Gar... No. I thought Garnier made watches. Of course they do. They make watches and mountains and chocolate and all that, and gravity blankets. I don't know what anybody does, but basically it could have only been head and shoulders. And when they fire me, which, I mean, they've got to, right? I wouldn't... <laughs> uh, I mean, that's just normal. Like, that's just sensible. When they do that, I'm not going... I'd never go anywhere else. I'll still always use it. I know you read a lot of books. I read loads because I have to for my job. I love them anyway. But around this time, there's loads of autobiographies and memoirs about you. Uh, your your book, Quite, we've talked about it before. We'll talk about it again. Yeah. Um, and y- there's lots of mentions about two things specifically at the moment. One is I've, I ration my screen time. Everybody talks about rationing their sc- screen time, like like an alcoholic trying to manage their drinking. You know, it's, yeah. you, I don't have a phone. Famous, I, I don't, don't have a phone. For, you don't have a phone. No, I don't ration my screen time. I was going to say, you don't have a phone, because I, I don't have a phone. And I've never met anybody that doesn't have a phone. You don't have a phone? I don't have a phone. What? You, wait, why, what? Pardon? Right. <laughs> Change of plan. We're not talking about anything else. Wait, so, <laughs> um, so Natasha's like, I don't know, do you want fish cakes? Well, let's see when Daddy's coming home. Oh, I won't know. Well, because phones, I don't know if you know about this, but phones haven't always been around. So you can, do the, you can have the fish cake conversation five minutes before they're due on the table. You, well, you say that. Yeah, but what are you? <laughs> but I get that, and I re- and I didn't have a phone till my early twenties, I think. Mm. Um, but then, how does that work? Talk me through it. What are you doing in the car, listening to podcasts and music? 
Yeah, or just nothing at all. Mostly podcasts and music, I have to say. You know, it's me. And also, you know, when you're on the phone in the car, you're not really on the. You're not. You're not. Pre- you're not present driving. You're not present with yourself. You're not present yes, on the phone. Correct. It's. It's like I'll make the phone calls on the way home. You're not making. Well, you are making the phone calls, but you know what? You're just making the phone calls. You're not. You're not present for those phone calls. So hold on, rewind. When you go home, mm-hmm. you. I, I'm just setting the scene. You go to your favourite <laughs> armchair. Kids, daddy's back. Fish, fish cakes, babe. Quick! He wants them in five minutes. They take twenty-five, and then you pick up a landline, like a brr, brr, like an old. I'm going to phone my friends. Is that how it works? No. Uh, so I don't have a favourite armchair. I do have children, um, but um, yeah, they're not home yet because I work early morning. So I get, I of get, course. I arrive I'm home so in the sorry. middle of the afternoon. But the the smallest ones, the twins, they're in bed. They're having their afternoon nap because because oh, so because snuggly. here's the thing. Brand new, um, sort of fully charged babies apparently need need an afternoon nap, but old blokes who get up at three o'clock in the morning don't. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, no, please. I have at least two naps a day. You must start getting naps in. So what device mm. are you using to check in with people? Are you an email person? I don't check in with people. What are you talking about? You've got great friends. Well, you talk to them. You arrange to meet them and you talk to them. That's what you do. How do you arrange to meet them? You arrange to meet them via work. You would do it at work. I, now and again, I live opposite one of my best friends. I'm, that's why I moved there. I'm not sure he's happy about yeah. that, but I'm elated. He'll get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Cooey. It does help to, it honestly helps to have a radio show. They can text me on 8722. Start your text with Virgin, friends of mine. <laughs> I often, yeah, I, I often, love it. You know, if I forget things. See you in Nando's. First half hour of the show is very interesting uh, for people who don't listen to it usually because um, it's mostly personal stuff. Me saying th- stuff on the radio to people I've forgotten to contact over the last 10 years and 10 minutes. So it helps to have a, it helps to have a radio show. That's for sure. That's true. You've got a big phone. And also, you know, to be honest, for the first month or two, and this was like the at the beginning, tail end of nine, uh, 2018, unbelievable, 2018, yeah. January 2019, uh, other people, bizarrely, had more of an issue with me giving up my phone than I did. And it's like those people who yes. beg you to stay at a party and you think... Well, they, 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 yes, they, when you're gl- I'm done. They don't really care about me staying at the party. They make out they do, and then now one, one time's out of 100, you acquiesce, and then you say, okay, then, suddenly they don't care about you anymore. So it's only because I was... Yeah, yeah. These, pe- these people hadn't phoned me for ever. And they go, oh, don't give up your phone. What if I have to phone you? You've never phoned me. It's all... Don't worry, you'll get, you'll get over me not having a phone. And, do you, and is it enormously freeing? Well, yeah, because you get space back, you get time back, you know. And also, yeah. the more the more space you have to do things, the more time you take to do the things you love, and then the 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 less things you realise you want to do. So, so everything. Yeah, so, so yeah, the, that's definitely. So true. the the to do list go out the window, right? Because that that's like for that's yes. like for to annoy your future self anyway. The to do list. And, yeah. and then I just do a few things a day. I do four of, I, you know, I get up in the morning, I come to work, I do my job, I go yeah. home, I do some form of fitness in between. Then I I, I, yeah. I hug and kiss my kids and then we have tea together and then I do some prep for the show the next day. And that's it, Claudia. And I, I'm going to say, well... Uh, no, listen, I'm, I'm with done. you. That's, yeah, more than enough. Yeah, but you, I mean, you wrote the book on this because, as you know, whilst I was going crazy, you were around and you always, you, you always had a lovely rhythm to your life from what I can see. It's always been about family. You know, you've never taken on yes. too much. Although, you know, having researched your life for this conversation of ours, which I've never done before, I've never looked into your life uh, as deeply as I have and about your career, mostly, to be honest. You know, I didn't realise you, you did, you've done so many shows, but you, you do them in your time. I know you've talked about coming to work where I work now, Virgin Radio. And I, 
you know, yeah. and people would love you to come in. You'd love to come here, but it's got to work for, for both parties. And, you know, you will yeah. not do anything at the sacrifice of the most important thing in the world to you, which is my kids, yeah, my family. I just want to be at home. I just want to be at home. That's A. And B, um, I think all of us do a bit. I'm not all of us. And some people absolutely love it. For me, it's not good to do too much. I'm not even talking about work. I'm talking about anything. You know, that's those days when you're this, that, this, that, this, that. I mean, I can be bouncy in the morning, get them off to school, licking them, the little one, because the big one won't let me anymore, and have a good day. I'm so excited about geography and tell me more about the water cycle. I mean, seriously. And all of that <laughs> snuggles. Uh, like... <laughs> No way it does that. What is evaporation? I mean, it's like my third time. I'm still pretending. And then um, uh, come home, have a nap. But I tell you, the, so the, the, the other thing that I really love, which is why I can't give up the phone, is my mm. girlfriends. And I talk to them all the time on the phone. All the time. Right. All the time. You haven't got all the time. And you're having a nap. And you're learning about water tables and things like that. So it's not all the time. Okay. Probably an hour a day. I have a friend, when I used to have a phone, and he used to call me at a specific time for a chat. And I knew, and he, you know, no shit, Sherlock. Uh, and I told him a couple of years later in a pub, I, I knew that he had a specific bracketed time for calling friends in the <gasps> afternoon that was obviously part of his schedule. Now, not because anybody yeah. told me this, but because he always called me yes. at about 17 minutes past three on a Tuesday. Yes. And I thought, oh, I'm, I'm part of your regime. I'm part of your routine now if you call if you call your girlfriends you chat to your girlfriends all the time which converts to actually about between one and uh, one and a half hours a day yeah. you must have a time for that well I, no i tell you what i do in my list of you know your tears of what's important yes or what makes you feel great or how you can make other people feel good mm -hmm. that's right up there I and mean, it might also be making a soup, an inedible soup, by the way. I haven't worked out how to make soup. That's another, Put that on the burner for later on. But on, I love talking, we make each other laugh, we make everything fine, we download, we, we, we get it all out. I've, I've had two chats already today. Just little chats, checking in. But that's not scheduled. That is absolutely not scheduled. And also, they're... They're friends for life, right? They're 35 years. You know, they're also, if I get caught up, if I'm doing Strictly or whatever, and uh, Claude, just talk me through your roasted cauliflower again on a Saturday. I'm like, babe, I'm in the middle of, <laughs> can I just call you back? You know, it's also absolutely fine that you don't talk to the, it's not, if I don't talk to them, they're going to disappear. You can also go for weeks or days and not. See, this is why we need Seinfeld back, because Seinfeld looked at the minutiae of life. Mm. It was a show famously about nothing, but it was about everything. Because once you yeah. realise it's about everything, you can realise you can be of some service to something. Yes. Because when you think it's all about you, then you're no good to anyone, most of all yourself. No, totally. And that's Seinfeld now, you know, could come back. Cause all, so what I want to say to you, this, so my Seinfeld question to you would be about that is, right, if you've already had two chats today, just small chats, right? Mm. What's the code for, this is just a small chat, okay, um, to your friend on the phone. What's the tacit code for that? For the small chat, it and it's what's not the tacit code there's for? There's no code, and there's and it's it's much more open book. It's I'm feeling uh, slightly wobbly today, or this is not what happened. I don't know why. Or is it normal that my 14 year old wants to do this? Right. Or it's also I've seen some boots, and I don't know how to tell you this. I've got seven. Like Claude, you've already got seven pairs. Or or whatever it is. What have you got today? It's just checking in. It's so, it is family, by the way. Those girls are family. It's very healthy. And so the flanks of female um, uh, 
Cut, cut, support. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you call them, um, what's the word they use in the Godfather? Um, the concierge. Concierge? concierge? Yes. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. So you, you, would you, do you have a go-to for shoes? Do you have a go-to for kit for childcare? And do they know? And if they did, if they if they don't know, would they be devastated that you'd go to to one other person for shoes, but not them? And this is an excellent question. No, because you know what? Because I, you definitely have that when you're younger. I mean, I remember at school there would be a drop behind in maths, and my mum would go, right, play date with Melanie, or you know, you certain friends fitted certain slots but not now now you can do everything with everyone and also don't you find or i don't know ask natasha but in girlfriend world it depends slightly what you want you know what you need to be told <laughs> which is i'm desperate desperate for a puppy i mean i'm so desperate to have a dog and we don't have a garden so my family won't let me this is just an aside it's not interesting but it's not fair on the dog but i keep on going and Something's happened because I think my youngest has turned nine. So yeah. I just basically need somebody to be really excited when I come home. And uh, so I'm desperate for a And they're like, you can't, you can't, you can't. I know which of my, let's say, six, seven girls will go, Claude, get one. And I also know which one will go, you're being ridiculous. I'm not having this conversation again. You can't, you can't do it. Uh, you know, you know. You, you, there's no way you'll be able to train it. And the poor dog deserves some outside space. Goodbye, I'm not having this conversation again. I've got to go. You know which you know where to go. Does that make any right. sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Go, all girls know that. Okay, see, boys don't. So thank you for this. Um, it's helping a bit. So and six or seven girls. You might you said my six or seven girls. Is it six? Is it seven? Could it be five? Is, is there an eighth on the horizon? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I oh. like human. I love. I you know I was weirdly discussing this with my mum the other day, who's also got great girlfriends, and of course. Um, Lots of things are important, but that support group, that, but I don't mean support group as in, oh, I'm having a nightmare, but also proper laugh. But people who understand you better than you understand yourself, you want to talk about them, you want to talk about other things. Sometimes you'll just be having a little gossip, doesn't matter. Sometimes you might go for four days and not speak to them, also fine. But um, it's very, it's something to be proud of. It's, it's a, I don't mean proud of as in, aren't we all clever but it's just it's a lovely thing no it sounds it's community i cherish it yeah and also yeah. it's talking talking is the best thing what can you do you know when you have any issue in your life yeah. say it out loud whether there's somebody there or yeah. not if there's somebody there all the better as long as they're listening and you're listening with your eyes and not your ears or write it down just get it out that's exactly right right imposter syndrome when coming yeah Vital. You've already switched up on it. So, well, as I was saying before, two things in everybody's books at the moment. Um, I'm rationing my screen time, but I'm not a screenaholic. Yes, you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be rationing it. Anyway, uh, and the imposter syndrome, which everybody's talking about. How's yours? Um, rampant. And that's, <laughs> and of course, <laughs> raging. I mean, I'm talking to you, Chris Evans, on a podcast. I mean, I'm thanking my parents for the elaborate um ways they've made me feel successful so i imagine mm. that you're not you and this is just a stand-in and this won't go out and that makes sense and i think strictly is also just a <laughs> lovely home video they've created for me so that i don't feel like it's all been a disaster uh, but i think imposter syndrome is quite important i write about it in the book you know there are lots of things that we're told are really bad you know like guilt i think guilt is also quite important if you feel guilty about something probably it's probably true fix it and I think imposter syndrome we should also feel a bit because we both met people who go no I'm born for this and they're tools are they yeah but I think 
I, I, not if it's crippling and not obviously if it's about something else, if it's about anxiety or if, it, if anybody's really struggling in any way when they go into work going, I can't do this. But I think feeling like you're going to get caught out just a sli- slightly makes you work harder and makes you a bit more grateful and probably makes you better at your job. And I think that's a much more natural and better way to be. You know, this idea about you have to feel good about yourself all the time. Of course, you want to feel good about yourself, but mainly, I'd say, worry about other people. The minute you start worrying about everybody else around you, whether it's the person you've walked past in the street, whether it's anybody in your local community, then the self will take care of it itself as it were yeah i agree with that entirely i think it's really it's a really useful thing for a while as long as you don't become a servant to everybody and forget about yourself because yes, it, it, beca- it becomes a fine line if you if you yes you, yeah you've got to do some self-work i think that's really important so when i see when i've seen you walking down the street and you haven't seen me and that's happened a lot because we worked in the same place for a long long time because of your fringe and because of the kind of coach you wear and because of the time of the year you're usually out and about which is sort of autumn yeah. and winter because of strictly and things like that you usually wear a big scarf as well yeah. and basically all all that can be seen is a bit of your eyes yeah <laughs> but i but i still know it's you because nobody else in london walks around like that so i don't know if you know but we all know that's claudia winkleman <laughs> That's hilarious. You've you've over disguised. I'm always cold. <laughs> yeah, and I want to look like a pirate. I mean, I'm this close to getting a parrot, but yeah, continue. But you're not reluctantly you're not reluctantly famous. I mean, it's a byproduct of the job that you do. Um, no, but I also don't feel famous. Right. On any level, okay. and that's because I'm on the tube all the time, which I love. I write a love letter to the tube in the, uh, but you know, I'm just so I'm on the tube. But I, I've never bothered. And if you think about what I actually do or when I appear it's not you know it's 10 weekends in autumn right now that's it do you think why why are you quiet do you think I'm nuts (laughs) I don't don't think you know you're one of the least nuts people I've ever met and you have this 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 it's a unique um take on what we do for a living and I've met other people that claim to have your take on it but they don't it's just a front, but you really, do, you really don't think you're famous, and you, yeah. you, no, you are. We're just earning a living. But you're on the biggest show on the TV in the UK, one of the biggest shows in the world, right? Hardly. Yeah. No, it is. Of course, it I is. mean, okay, I can't argue. You yeah, can't argue with that. I, then you no, get then that's a good point. suddenly <laughs> then you're becoming fragile, and I, I don't like yes, that. Yes, yeah. no, I don't. I, that's not true. You are on one of the, you're on the biggest show in the UK. That's a fact. It's the number one show in the UK and has been yeah. for years and years and years. And it's one of the biggest shows in the world. But you don't feel famous, but you are. Yes. Uh, is it? Is it? Is it? Do you not feel famous because you don't want to be? Are you a bit embarrassed about the fact that comes with the job? Do you love the job so much you're willing to to take on the fame as well, the burden of fame? I know, I know, it's not a burden in the real world. Oh, I don't find it. I don't find it. I don't. Number one, I don't find it a burden at all. I don't see any kind of downside. So even if I am on the central line and somebody goes, "Is that?" Um, I don't. I, not that I've seen that because people are polite and lovely or whatever, and they'd much prefer to. Uh, you know, read their book or whatever it is or listen to a podcast. Um, so I don't feel it's a burden, A. And B, I know this is bizarre, but I'm going to say this out loud anyway. I was brought up by journalists. So I've, I don't know, and I that's where I started and I still write a column for the Times or whatever. I feel uh, on the other side 
Does that make any sense to you? What I've just said? Yeah, it does. No, it does absolutely. Because you, because so you were always, you always knew there was a fourth wall, and you always knew there was people waiting in the wings, and you always knew the trapdoor led to somewhere. Yeah, and I feel like I'm just doing this for a bit. Right. I feel like this is. I mean, it's gone on longer than. A, I thought, and B, it possibly should. And so I'm incredibly great. <laughs> I'm incredibly grateful, but right. um, I'm not sure this is the thing. I mean, that's unfair. Of course, it's a lovely thing. I'm incredibly grateful, but I, yep. you know, but everything is state of mind, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. It's all about it's, it's the stories we tell ourselves about the stories we we sort of um, create anyway, and uh, the arbiters, architects, and engineers of. So. I had to, because it was the opposite for me, because I wasn't, you were so, you, were, you weren't so much in the know, but you are you were around the know. You were the know, I suppose, with what your mum and dad did for a living. Um, just, just can we briefly, just to, for people who don't know, can you just tell them what that was particularly? Yes. So my mum's called her maiden name, she's called Eve Pollard, and she was the second female newspaper editor, and she edited the Sunday Mirror, and then she edited the Sunday Express. My dad works in publishing, my stepmom was a copywriter, and my stepdad was a newspaper editor and used to edit <laughs> all kinds of things. So I was brought up in a loud, wordy, and they had lovely divorce. They lived around the corner from each other. I was incredibly lucky. I mean, I have been, you know, the main thing is just lucky. And but so I was brought up in a loud, noisy word environment. Does that make any sense? I fell in love with art. I went off. I did some writing and then I sort of got bamboozled by telly and I love telly and I love live television more than anything. Mm. And I don't mind what it's about, whether it's about people cutting avocados or people making a skirt or people dancing. I, do, I love the five, four, three, two, one gives me an absolute. Woo! But that I also loved exams when I was younger and I feel like it's just it's a test. So I quite like it. Um but I don't. I don't know why I don't feel fit. I feel bad that I don't have the answer for you. No, don't, don't, don't at all. Because there isn't an answer. You know, you're responding and not reacting, which is even better. The thing about you on telly, and I love the fact you just said all that, uh, is because because you do love what you do and your charm. You know, and this is an observation under judgment, Claudia. I promise. Um, but your charm on telly is that you've, it looks like you've accidentally fallen onto the set and maybe maybe won a competition yes, to host that that's night. That's exactly right. That is exactly a slightly ramshackle. <laughs> Ooh, read these words. Hold me, Tess. Off we go. That's how I feel about it. I feel, I don't even know how this happened. You know, um, a boy was working at Planet 24 when I left university and somebody said to him, go and find some unknowns, which is what right. people in telly did. He phoned 20 of us. We go, we try out. I talk about my love of Simon Le Bon and my hatred of tarantulas. And I got a call six months later and saying, can you come and do this thing at weekends? It's called live TV. So I know I can't even imagine how annoying this is. And I try and help. Lots of people write letters going, how do I get into presenting or whatever? It was such a lucky time then because you go and practice. I'm on, always on open talkback because I love it. I would, which is, I should when you're presenting, you can hear the gallery. You can hear the producer, the director. You can hear them make tea. You can hear them having a chat, etc. I would answer them while I was doing this live. They would be, you know, now camera four, and I'd go out loud, right, camera four, good, I, good plan. I mean, I was a schmuck. I and mean, I'm still a bit of a schmuck, and I've sort of held on to that. Woo! Let's fly by the seat of our pants. Who knows? Good luck, everyone. Um, she can't really see under the fringe. And yeah, so but I do. I no, and absolutely love it. 
and I love the camaraderie you get in telly and I love the people in telly. It's so revealing, I think, even to me, hearing you talk about this, because we've never talked about this before, and I've never really heard you talk about it in depth like this before. And it's 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 yeah. revealing, it's it's a relief, um, it's joy, it's joy to my ears. Because and it also it's not at all surprising because you know we all got the benefit. I worked at a thing for uh, B Sky B called um, uh, Power yeah. Up, which was a, a two hour television breakfast show before the big breakfast and that's how i got the job in the big breakfast um we did this five days a week nobody what well t- i think t- you know t- 10 people and a dog watched maybe somewhere on the planet yeah 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 and and we made all our mistakes sort of in private but we were still on the telly and so our flying hours yes. were, were racking up you know and i used to talk about this yeah that's one... exactly right yeah, and I'll, I used to talk about this one particular guy who was on telly on a very high-profile show, um, and he was on it, I think it was 13 weeks a year, and he never really seemed to get any better. Um, I didn't yeah. mind him at all. I liked his awkward style. And then I realised it's because he's doing 13 hours a year, and we were doing 10 hours a week. Yeah, And yes. so in two, in two weeks, I'd done more than he had done in a year, and he was on a big old show, and I thought, God, he's quite, he's still quite wooden, he's still quite clunky, he's still quite uncomfortable with the whole thing. And by the time I got to do anything on on tell you that more than 10 people and a dog watched i'd maybe done a thousand hours and it's not yeah. dissimilar for you and that's why you're 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 at ease with it and you're able to enjoy it because you have the extra capacity of knowing the technical side of it and that's why you can sort of sort of fool around if you like i mean yeah i mean look what you did on i mean tfi was my favorite show in the whole world look at that that was you got you doing brilliant interviews but also surfing you were surfing do you know what I mean? It was all under control. You were upright. You were like, leave this one with me. Anything could go yeah. wrong. Band's not ready. Oh, the chair's broken. Oh, the pen doesn't work to write on the desk. Nothing, you know, nothing would phase you. And, but I, I mean, I'm trying to teach my kids. They, can you imagine what an annoying parent I am? To sort of relish, I don't want them to do live telly. I want them to, you know, think, I mean, they can do whatever they want, but I hope they do something uh more interesting but I mean not more interesting I find it fascinating but you know I mean I don't I'm not one of those they can do whatever they want hang on a minute that was a dead end street you just ran down there yeah I know but you know I mean uh, anyway but to <laughs> revel or to relish the test and I don't mean whether that's live tv or whether that's uh, a maths test or whether that's Jake can you do me a favor um I said I'd go to this charity event and I can't but can you go and you'll be sitting at a table for 12 and introduce yourself and ask questions and be lovely and be, you know, it's all, that's what I want them to do is just show up. Yeah. But I mean, don't push them away from telly. Uh, really? What would you do? What will you do with yours? Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't push them away from anything. And I also don't, you, I, oh, no, I won't push them away also, from you anything. Also you said, you said, you said, you know, do something more interesting. That's not, a, that, this is where, this is where your sort of philosophy falls apart. By the way, as I said it, yeah. I absolutely didn't mean it. And also you, I knew what I was saying. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean that, but I mean, what I, I, I'm not going to be a mum who goes this way, this way. No, I know. It's called know. BBC. They, I don't want to put any pressure on them in any way. I want them to work hard and I want them to be polite and kind and, all of those things, but uh, it's not like I'm saying that TV is the answer. No, I know, I know, I know. But what's interesting is that you qualified it, or you began to qualify it yes. with uh, do something more interesting, and then you were, and you're the most articulate woman I know. Yes. So you had loads of words to choose yes. there, and the one you chose out of all the ones you know you weren't happy with because actually what you were saying isn't true. No, not true. I was lying. No, they, no, I, no, no, not lying. Not I didn't mean lying. lying. I'm not. But I tell you why. I got into a conundrum because I want to 
downplay me and up there, you know, so I got into a, you know what I mean? I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it totally. But what you do is interesting. It is important and loads of people love it and it serves a purpose. And, and you're a professional at it and you're surrounded by professionals who've been doing all their lives and it's their life's work. And so it's fantastic. I mean, I, I, the people who work at Strictly, I can't tell you how amazing they are. I mean, they're amazing. I know, I know. It's the, be- it's the best team on live telly in the world. They're extraordinary. So it's just an honour to be with them. Yeah. And we're, I'm a tiny cog, but they, the way they do it is beautiful. Um, what's going on now with Strictly? I mean, I know where we are with it as far as this series. Anton's not on anymore. I can't believe it. All that, I know where we are from a from a public point of view, from a viewing point of view. How are things in lockdown um, with Strictly now that you're underway? Now that we're underway, I think we are all incredibly grateful. We are, I'm not just saying this because I don't use this word a lot, we are in awe of production and how they've managed it. You know, sort of gobsmacked at and we are and we follow all the guidelines so we are miles away from each other physically i mean we do a script read this is what happens on a friday you know you all get together and they tell you the order and they're absolutely in charge and you go in in a sort of i mean i don't know where you did your o levels or your a levels or whatever but in a room that you can't hear each other so sports hall yeah yeah, thank you sports hall so we're we just follow the guidelines and we uh, you know, I, I remember before it happened, I think I was doing press for the book and I said, it will look and feel different. We just hope people come along with us. We're, you know, we'll try our best. But Sarah, who's our exec and the whole team have blown our minds. Now, I've not checked, but I suspect viewing figures are through the roof, aren't they? They're not bad. Are they the biggest so far? Would you say, are they, are they, are they mega? I think, yeah, they're quite, they're about 11. They're really good. They were incredibly grateful. We're like, but you you also, as you know, the minute you take it for granted, that's going back to imposter syndrome. It's good to, every year we assume people won't come because, yeah. well, you know, they might have moved on. And that's, you know, you have to accept all of it, but you can't take anything for granted. And have you, have you been asked this question, um, you know, this time around, why is Strictly the most COVID compliant TV show in the business? I haven't been asked. I have the answer. Tell me. Because they have Tess Daly. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't heard that joke. I love that joke. I love that joke. I'm literally <laughs> when I put when we stop this, I'm going to phone her <laughs> and tell. She her. must. She must have heard that joke. She must have. But we haven't. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. So, um, Claudia, your book, Quite. The last time we talked, Claudia, was you coming on the radio show to talk about this book, Quite. Uh, now it's out there. It's been doing business. Um, how have you found your own reaction or response to how it has been received? Tell me. Quite alarming. So I wrote this thing. It's, it's like lots of columns or whatever. They make me call it essays, but, but whatever. Uh, I wrote it and then I was sort of mortified about it because I don't really like doing anything by myself. I always like to be with somebody. So I do a podcast with Professor Tanya Byron. Of course, Tess is my lead and light in Strictly. You know, I like, I I do Home Cook, but I do it with Angela Hartnett and Mer- the amazing Mary Berry and Chris Bavitt. Yeah, I don't like doing things by myself. I'm not interested. Uh, so it was a bit nerve wracking. But then, and so I haven't read anything about it. I just go into a nice little vortex of happiness because uh, I'm not interested in reading. Because also, if you believe the good, then you have to believe the bad. And I also don't want to believe the good. How embarrassing. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, but then it did well. Yep. It did really well, apparently. And they're happy with me. So I was 
uh, I just felt guilty towards the publisher. I was like, please, honestly, you don't have to do this. Uh, assuming that my mum and dad were behind them going, honestly, just do us a favour. Can you pretend? And um, yeah, it's done well. And I'm over the moon. And such lovely letters and comments. And yeah, it's good. And what are people saying? Are they? Are Because they, often, you know, you get thanked for your book or... I mean, usually it's that. It's actually, I agree with you, I don't agree with you, or thank yes. you because this has really cheered me up. Or, or yeah, I think it, I think uh, there's stuff about who you shouldn't date and why you should date. This, you know, that, so that's sort of made people laugh. I talk about uh, the perils of changing in uh, a shop changing room, which obviously we can't do at the moment, but I didn't know that when I wrote it. But uh, anyway, so people have been lovely. I, I'm really quite strict about the importance of napping, uh, and sort of pirate black boots and finding a uniform and just making our life a bit easier and doing less and looking after our girlfriends and then the horror of kids leaving home. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else. I mean, and, you know, there's loads of other junk. I mean, I think I do 4,000 words on Titian, 7,000 words on finding the perfect T-shirt. I mean, it's moronic. Nobody should buy it. Let's talk about something else. No, no let's not. Let's talk about this for a while. So the last time we discussed your book, Quite, I yes. said that there's, there's two writers here, there's two voices. There's the there's yeah. the, there's the fa- familial diarizer of real life talking about things that she really cares about and memories from her uh, childhood and her family now and how she feels about that and her friends, her fabulous, priceless friends. And then there's the lovely, um, uh, clever lady, intelligence at play, comedy take on life. Um, what do you think about that now? That do you, do you, because at the time. Yes, you... I thought it was so interesting that you said it. I was like, oh, yes. Well, I, I don't think I could only write as one of them. Right. Do you know what I mean? I need, what I need is to write 3,000 words about Jackie Collins and how a leopard print <laughs> beret just might yeah. be, yeah. you know what I mean? Fuck it, the answer. And uh, it's not the answer, by the way, just out loud. Berry is never the answer. Um, uh, and uh, leopard print, yeah, enough. Well, hang on a second. So, is a hat ever the answer anyway? Forget no, the fact it's a berry. No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree, that, I agree. It's never the answer. It's unacceptable. If it's that cold, don't go out. Um, true story, I gave birth. I was a bit... Um, superstitious uh, this is not interesting but I'm just going to tell you because it just popped into my head uh whenever it was 18 years ago and I didn't have anything in the house and anyway whatever this little puffin not an actual puffin the human came out and I said to my husband oh baby we need to get clothes for him I didn't know whether it's a boy or a girl or whatever it's just so thrilling and he went got it right I'll be back in a minute. Leave this with me. And he was like, don't you worry. I was like, great. And I didn't know, you know, I'm sort of the first of our friendship group. Um, and, you know, I had my parents on me. Like, look, we were fine. He ran to mother care, ran and uh, came back and he went, everything's fine. I said, what have you got? And he went, I've got a tiny Mac and rain hat. <laughs> age <laughs> newborn newborn for three months I was like you know sometimes you know that like that scene in Jaws when all the everything comes rushing past your head I was like who have I married um anyway I so yes hat's not fine and apart from maybe a co- very cozy beanie yeah so I need to write that but then I also need to write about how there's a Caravaggio that you can see for free in the centre of London that will be like a punch in the gut. So if you are having a slightly odd day and your girlfriends are all busy with something else and uh, 
um, or you don't have a phone and you, <laughs> you, and you feel, just go stand in front of that, literally six minutes, and then pivot, walk into Chinatown, have some noodles. Um, uh, so I need to write about both. I don't think I could do just one. See, I think that's the definition of, of enjoying your own company, because if you turn yourself into two people, you're still not on your own. There you go. There you go. Well, we're all made up of lots of different versions of ourselves, aren't we? Yeah, but you, t- you seem to have two specific voices that either do battle or play tennis or, or juggle together or pass the parcel. You know, th- there is the funny, there's the quirky take on thing. Not the funny, quirky Claudia. Yeah. But, but there's the kids. The, you have your own inner yin and yang, and that's, that sounds really healthy to me. Yeah, well, it feels pleasant. I don't know. Yes, but number, I don't want to be a, a serious all the time. None of us do. But you know, sometimes you have to be a bit serious or you have to, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and then. Um, but mainly, I just want to have a laugh. Yeah, if we well, can. It's the opposite of conflict, isn't it? Because you, you've got you've got sort of cooperation, you've got conversation going on in your own head between your two sort of um, uh, poles, if you like, your, your north pole. Your, yeah. Your, your what do they call it? Um, your true north, if you like, and your silly self. Do you have what? Do you, and, and but you must do as well. A proper grown up that knows what's important and. A serious person and then funny well the best company in the yeah, world well, see because i was so hedonistic for want of another word for many many years because i had uber imposter syndrome right uh, that did I was, you yeah of course i did jeez council house for heaven's sake council estate boom here you go have all that hold have on all that minute. have mm. all that to cope with that yeah go get a bath <sighs> go get a oh bath. my god yeah you know um so um so so i had this so i had the hedonism the escapism, the the ultimate escapism, trying to get everything that I needed on the inside from the outside, and that never works because it always goes, you know, it always d- d- doesn't work. And um, you know, happiness is an inside job, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then, so then I got serious um, because I needed to, um, yeah. not overt, maybe not not overtly serious. Um, no, probably no, probably internally overtly serious, but not to, so people would know, perhaps. But I was serious, and then Tash came into my life and. You know, we had kids, and um, it's funny. Matthew McConaughey said the same thing actually about about in his yeah. book. He says that when he actually found when he found true happiness, whatever that is, you you don't know you have it. You don't know you have it. Yes, it creeps up on you, right? Because yeah, you're not allowed true. to know straight. Because because otherwise you'd have the party again and you'd be back to square one. And so so yeah. it creeps up on you. And so he says in his book, he says, "I found when I was when I I I didn't know I was happy, but I was. I just didn't know it." The tells were, I laughed harder. Yes. I cried harder. Yeah, yeah. I hugged tighter. I became angry. There was, there was a liberty in his anger, even. Everything became exploded, but, but yeah. all the useful stuff. The, the, yeah. Oh, yeah, as opposed to the, the made-up stuff, which is a, you know, a front to everything that you fear yes. um, may be wrong. With, the projection onto other people of all the things you fear may be wrong with you. So the, the louder you point at, at, at the person furthest away, um, the, the least you will be suspected of it by others and yourself, in fact. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's when, you, when those flowers start to sh- blossom, you know, or sprout even, you go, are they mine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And you go... Ah, and this this sense of relief washes over you. Totally, and the re- and coupled with uh, the smallness of it all. Yeah, I mean, I didn't write about that. Oh, I think I wrote about it for one additional time. But the small, the you, the big gestures, the big stuff, 
yeah. is not interesting. It's the tiny, it's literally doing a jigsaw or stirring something oh. on the hob, hearing them laugh. It is, I mean, it's such a cliche, I sound disgusting, like a hideous uh, <laughs> greetings card. But small is the answer, which is what we started off by saying, which is you are happiest when you do less in a day. So it might just less, just a bit of shush. Yeah, but it's funny because less doesn't mean less effort. Less does, doesn't mean no, less no, hours. No, no. It's actually more effort no. and more hours. Of course. And it's it's doing, it's 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 committing okay, to less something. Less running, maybe just less not moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they do say, don't they, you know, the, the stillness from within is where everything that is useful comes from. And the more, I've, you know, this somebody said to me, I read it a couple of months ago. You know, when you see somebody who's agitated or animated. Yeah. You know, just just have a look at them. But always check yourself first. Always check yourself first. Yes. And, you know, in fact, you may never even say it to them. You say, look, the way they're moving in between what they're saying and the expressions they're, yeah. they're pulling with their face because they want you to... They want to emphasize what they're saying because they know yeah. it's not true. So therefore, they've got to they've got to sort of yes. embolden the headline a bit more. Check check yourself with that. And I, since then, I've yeah. just I've just even at dinner, Tash said it to me the night. She said, "You're so still at dinner now. You sit there and you, you know you you just seem a bit a lot more peaceful." And I said, "Well, do you know, I am. I am more peaceful. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I'm less engaged. It means I'm more engaged. But the old me totally. would, would think it, I felt less engaged about it. So in, and also just knowing you don't have to fill up the space. Yes. Well, the space." is full isn't it we're 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 already in the way of the space the space yeah. is the thing yeah you know the space doesn't need filling yeah. the space almost needs vacating to become it needs to be space again yes yeah yeah all of it all of it i love this so, chat yeah go on. so before uh, you got wait do, i'm fascinated do you do you have imposter syndrome now i think i think it's healthy i thought i think a little dose of it every day is is healthy um but i think imposter syndrome is all is also to do with something else which is the fact that you, if you begin to, t you can take everything seriously but yourself, you know. Totally. And totally. And if you stop taking yourself so seriously, you ought, your your imposter syndrome uh, sufferance um, reduces by about ninety percent immediately, and so and ten percent ten percent is healthy. So you know, um, you know, I, I turn up to work every day. I'm here as long as they want me. I, you know, I either go big or go home, or go big or stay home. So I come in with you know with everything I need. Sometimes it's, it doesn't go yeah. as well as as it does the other days but it's not because i'm not trying you know and on good days yeah, when i'm yeah. totally present and i have everything i need uh, then i know i can back off and when i back off to 85 percent, my 100 percent pops out yeah, yeah. when i overcompensate 115 percent, i'm back down to 85 percent again yeah isn't that fascinating you train for 100 you train at 115 percent, then at the you know you, you get set for the race and then the gun goes and you run at 85 and the freedom within the 85 gets you to the 100 without you knowing yeah I remember somebody saying we were talking about uh, interviewing people and somebody said they, the best interview they ever did. And this is what they learned. And they were and they, I can't remember doing interviewing somebody huge, like Springsteen. Or, I mean, it's like huge. Yeah. Um, they dropped their questions and they were too embarrassed to then go, oh, sorry, can we stop? Can we just sorry? I've just got to uh, because they were sitting opposite, you know, an actual God. And it was the best interview they ever did. So I, what you were saying about what you give to the training, so do all your homework, do read everything 10 times, listen, do this, do that, and then surf like you did. Yeah, load the bases. Load the bases. Yeah. Load the bases yeah. and hope the waves come, and if they don't, there's always tomorrow. Yeah.
That's what I would say. So before Planet 24 gave you a call and invited you in for to talk about, what was it, Simon Le Bon and? Uh, tarantulas, yeah. Tarantulas. Were you a model then or was that was that another no. time? No. Have you ever modelled? I've never been a model in my life. I, Have you seen what I look like? Well, I think, you, I think you're beautiful. I think, I think you're... No, I you're think very you're... sweet. No, I'm a physical disgrace. No, I've never been a model. I don't know. No, So never. you've never modelled? Never in my life. So how, how did you come on the radar of the Planet 24 people? Because I went to university and studied history of art right. and absolutely loved it. And a boy called Andy Auerbach, can you believe I remember his name, was at the same university as me and phoned 20 of us. He wasn't even a great friend at university, but he was like, they were like, get me someone new. And I can't remember whether it was for the word. It was for something. I mean, it's 100 years ago. Uh, we all went and tried, had a laugh. And then I got a call from I think it was Janet Street Porter's people or whatever, and they were setting up live TV. I mean, it was so random. If I had decided this is what I'd like to do, it wouldn't have happened. It was because I was going to be an art historian. And then I worked in a gallery and I lasted seven days. So then I went and did work experience at magazines. And then I just did a bit of live TV at the weekends and fell in love with it. And nobody was what nobody was watching. My favorite thing is occasionally I would say, let's open the phone lines. And there would be a shot <laughs> of just like a little camera that was. And I mean, there was nobody at like the phone. You know, normally when people would say that on Saturday morning, right. the lights would flash. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, there was. Let's open it. No, nothing. And when I first met my husband, I was 26 and I was doing a show called Craftwork genuinely about arts and crafts on Granada Breeze. And again, and I was interviewing somebody who had crocheted scenes from the New Testament. And uh, <laughs> it was live. And all I had in my ear was, you've got 20 minutes, we're going for a bacon roll. I was like, Whew. anyway, uh, but it was brilliant. And uh, there was a boy there in charge of me called Gareth. And we were just, anyway, we had the best time. And I, anyway, I was talking to somebody and I said, let's open the phone lines. And I knew I should marry him. I mean, I'd only met him for five minutes because he phoned in six different times using different voices. Oh, did he really? And I thought, I love you. Yeah. And this is the Great Dane we're talking about. The Great Dane. Tall, Danish. Yeah. Creature. By the way, he's been to Denmark literally twice, but whatever. Uh, but yeah. his mum's very yeah. Danish because I've stayed in her flat. Yeah, his mum and dad. Yeah, ex have you? Well, he says I haven't, but I think I have. And he always says, why, why are you making this up? I said, why would I make up a story about staying why in your mum's you flat? Why would you make it up? You nutter. Um, but obviously, you know, we've been out of many times, you, uh, your husband and myself. Mm. over the years um not so much recently because we've you know we we used to work together and we don't anymore but we, yeah. we he's always he's always adorable ador adorably nice to, to me he always yeah, has been yeah. to. um and we went out once um he was either because he was the first ever pr kid not man on the big breakfast and he, yes. he had yes. he had a he had a company 125 trials bike is what he had yes yes to get into back into back and forth to the big breakfast <laughs> With L plates on, and that was his company vehicle. And his job was to get us in the papers one every single paper every day, one way or another. Otherwise, he was fired, which he yeah. did for two years without fail because he wasn't yeah. fired. So, I'm, and I, we were pretty much in the papers every single day, and that helped the show. 
immensely. And um, one night we went out, and I, I, I stayed at his mum's flat. I was in That's Bloomsbury. Brilliant. I stayed, I stayed in her flat. She kept the French doors, window, windows open. And to this day, he denies it. I don't know why he denies it. Nothing untoward happened. Bizarre. I've got no idea. I've got no idea. You're just staying with my mother-in-law. Adorable. She's a very good cook. I hope she made you breakfast. I can't remember that. Although bit. you'd have got up quite early. Yeah. Okay. Um, or maybe very late. Um, or maybe the next yeah. day. I can't even remember. Um, did, did she ever have a flat in Bloomsbury? Yes. I think, well, Bloomsbury... Well, then, the, well, then how would I know sure that was, unless I'd stayed there? This is bizarre. We need to get him on the phone. <laughs> Quick, Skype him. Um, no, because he'll just, he'll just say I'm making it up like he always says. Yeah, they, it was more sort of Earl's Court. Yeah, central well, it's London. around there, central London. For people who aren't aware of live TV, and I'm sure most of the world isn't, that was, that was, that was the Mirror Group's um, uh, a, a foray into 24-hour TV. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, it was 24 hours, and we had to fill it some... How and I made such great friends. I mean, at one point there was <laughs> because guests didn't want to really come. Nobody was watching. Nobody. Um, and we were out by Canary Wharf before Canary Wharf was full and had restaurants and you know was buzzy. So you would get the DLR, come off. Somebody would meet you, come up. At one point, um, I had to do an hour long. No word of a lie. No ad breaks. An hour long chat with somebody about, and it was just entitled. What is flu? That's it. For 60 minutes. I mean, good. It's all good practice. I still, by the way, I'm not quite sure what it is. Well, if you don't know, nobody does. Um, and maybe not that person. Maybe the wrong person uh, walked into the studio. But it's possible. See, so you, break, you break it down. You break an hour of broadcasting down. So, how do you, so did you have a beginning, middle and end in your mind for that? And how quickly did you get to the end? Was it in the first 10 minutes you thought, oh, fuck, I've got another 15 minutes to go here? For, well, by minute six. Minute right. six, we'd got to what to do about it. We'd done symptoms. And no, at one point, I, and I've learned this now, and actually I can share this with a group. This was it's minute 47. The best way to blow your nose. Got some <laughs> tissues. I, by the way, I said, stay there one minute. Went off, came back, I think, with loo paper. Went, show me. You have to cover one whole nostril. You do it in turn. You don't do both nostrils together. Well, I didn't know this. Ring-a-ding-ding. That's like. Well, TV. why? What, why, for, why not, of course, but why? Oh, because it's too much pressure on the breath. It's too much pressure on the head. You won't get as much mucus. You have to do an individual blow. Yeah. And, and then you, with some yeah. gumption. With some, <laughs> I remember the word gumption. By the way, everybody in the gallery had left. They were all smoking fags in the fire exit. I was just... Of course they were. Yeah, smart people. Um, why wouldn't they be? Yeah, but I remember it. Yeah, I mean, just my knees were shaking. Just leave it on the two shot, and we'll meet in the canteen for half an hour. Yeah, she'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, she's going, going nowhere. Yeah, this is the end nowhere. of her. <laughs> this is, yeah, yeah, good luck, love. Thank you. But the thing is, you're sorry about blowing your nose because if you do, if you do do both nostrils at once, you don't get enough aerosolic action, and and therefore you overblow, and then you you get your sinusitis going on because you've overblown. It's a bit nerve wracking. Yeah, you have oh, to cover yeah. one. It's literally nerve wracking, is what it is. <laughs> Right, so um, we need to get to a tipping point here in your tele career. So it would have, it, it wasn't that, um, but every, everything leads to where you are now. So it all matters. They're all bricks in the same wall. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, give us your first big. And also, there were like you, probably very important people who just went. Oh yeah, God, right, I'm going to, you know, Stuart Murphy. Well, there were certain on, people. Who... Andy Auerbach, who you've yeah. just mentioned, I remember him. Yes. He, he went, he he went on to run the the whole. He went to run 
TV on Mars or something like that, didn't he? But still, something like that. Yeah, yes, I remember Andy Auerbach. So. He was the first, the guy who made your first call. You know, um, you, the Big Breakfast gave birth to a whole generation of people who are still making amazing telly today. So well done to yeah. Charlie Parsons and to Wahid Ali and to Bob Geldof and everybody involved yeah. in Punch People. Hats off. But the thing is, you know, I have my 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 B Sky B Power Up Breakfast Show. Um, year you had your live tv year we're racking up the flying hours it's all good N- nobody's watching we're making all the mistakes we're getting a bit better every single yeah. day now the thing i wanted to ask you and i sense it's the case is i was having fun all the time it was all, all the time fun all of it was fun fun fucking fun yeah it was with a capital f and also because and i'm sure everybody i hope people feel like this wherever they work yeah the camaraderie of you all just uh, either with slick beauty or with, oh, my God, how are we going to do this? Yep. You're all part of one team. It's not, you know, everybody's important. Everybody's hilarious. Uh, it's the camaraderie. You're just having a go. And I don't, I mean, I wouldn't be good at directing. I'd be terrible at lighting my eyesight. There are lots of things I couldn't do, but I know that they're all, it's, it's proper team mentality. Yeah. I love it. Uh, what about uh, trying to celebrate the celebration? So here's the thing. So if you're working on a show that's not so good, you know, or it's good, but it's not the best show in the world, it may be the best show that you've ever worked on. And by the way, it was all fun and you're learning all the time and you've got most of mm. the rest of your life in front of you and you have loads of fuel before you even begin thinking about, to think about running on fumes. You have all the freedom because you're not tied down with this, that and the other. You have no financial commitments. It is just like, just talking about it makes me feel like, oh, this is just... Yeah, no, yeah, I yeah, I absolutely love it. I love it, I love it. And then you, then you, get, a, then you get a hit show, okay? And we'll talk about your t- tipping point for hit shows in a moment. But then you get the hit show, and the hit show is so much fun to do, right? The show comes off the air, and then you try and celebrate the TV show. But the TV show, like an FA Cup final if you're a footballer or whatever, the, what you're doing for a living is better than any way you can then celebrate yes. it. Now, that's where it began to fall apart for me. Because... Did it? Yeah, I didn't realise. Well, I I felt that because the, the shows we were doing were so they were so celebratory, you know, so good. Well, yes, yeah, you know, but you were in the best party. Oh, in town. it's the best party in town on the telly. Yeah. And then the show's open. You think, right? I want to have the. I now want to have the party that the people in the bar at TFI were having, or the people who are watching TFI up in Scotland yes. are having already. But no, you, no, you're better off going home. You're better off going home. I can tell you that. Where were you? Where were you when I needed to hear that all of a sudden? Oh, I'm so. Well, I was at home <laughs> having the party. <laughs> of course you were. Well, no, I was at home having a Breville, uh, same sandwich maker I've had for the last thirty years. Yeah, no, I no, I, I'm not. You can't recreate it. How no, can you, you can't, recreate? You, can't, you, can't. you know, how can you say to Chris Martin? You know, you sit like a hundred thousand people singing back to you yep. the music that you wrote in your bedroom, and now yep. in your bedroom, and now you are a global. And now we're going to take you to a bar, and the margaritas, right? They're in heavy glasses. The salt mm. has been shipped from Rome. Yep. Don't know if you're interested. Unbelievable, in that, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and oh, thank you. And uh, these chips, well, they've been cut by you know whatever. It. it we don't. He's just. He's just been on stage singing to 100,000. 100,000 people have been repeating his words to him. He's better off finding somebody to cuddle, which he probably did, and making a roast chicken. Yeah, not the second bit, unfortunately. The second bit was missing, and that's the, you know, the... The roast chicken is the thing, because because Strictly's massive. You know, it, you have it's the same for you. This is where we're going, and we'll get to the bridge that's in between in a moment or two. But Strictly, Strictly 
I'd, I'm going to tell you then what I do straight after Strictly. Yeah, that's what we want to know. So Strictly is the party, right? I'm watching Strictly at home. We love Strictly. We always have done. You know that. We're having the party at home. Everybody loves Strictly. What's not to like about Strictly? If you don't like Strictly, you don't like yourself. You need to go and see someone. <laughs> but um, but but what do you all do after Strictly? I know there's I know there's an after show. Well, there used to be. Let's let's talk about what used to be as opposed to now because now it's a bit crazy. Okay, I, there is a, there. Well, there was an off, always an after show in Blackpool. The rest of the times, I would end up going home. But before, even though there was a bar or whatever, because also, I'm boring, and they're now big. But when I had, you know, when there was three and seven, and they, I just, I wanted to come home and snuggle and be with them in the next day. So I'm, I've never been very good at drinking, and I'm not interested in a hangover. But I will go next door to Tessa's room, where we will. We won't debrief about it. We will just have a laugh and then we order as much pizza. Imagine as like pizza, if you were laying it down in Wembley and you'd go, oh, do you know what? It's not all going to fit. We eat, <laughs> you know, I've got a problem. Sorry, we're going to have to cut this in half because it's just not going to. Uh, we, with all the production team, and Tess is a perfect individual. I can tell you that now. She is a fantastic human being. She is loyal. She is funny. She is like us. She is uh, primarily, you know, she's interested in her children and her family and her friends. So she's a perfect individual, other than the fact that she has pineapple on a pizza. I can't discuss it. She doesn't even have it with ham. She just has margarita with pineapple. I'm just play- I'm putting that there for everyone. But so she has a- enough pineapple pizza to uh, cover half of Wembley. And then I have pepperoni passion, obviously, double cheese. I'm not an idiot. Sometimes with sweet corn. I've been known to do it. And we eat ourselves into a stupor and then crawl into a cab and go home. That's it. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So let's get back to the bridge. So I think, you know, after chatting about these things with lots of people and about, you know, after reflecting on my own sort of journey, um, I think every rung on the ladder is a tipping point. There isn't one, but there, there is there is totally. sometimes a golden rung on the ladder. So if you could, if you could highlight or sp- uh, identify yeah. if you could identify one rung, which would it be as the golden rung thus far? Uh, l- liquid news. Right, tell me about that. Well, so liquid. I mean, I mean, strictly is strictly is the ladder, right? Yeah. That's the golden. That's like what? It's the window and ledge. It was, it's the window ledge that the ladder it, leads it up takes to. Takes two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's nothing above this. That I'm done. Mm. You know, whenever I'm so I'm interviewed, people go, "What's next?" I'm like, "You're joking." I know they say that all the time. <laughs> what do you mean? What's There's next? There's nothing next. It's not a question. I've already far exceeded. I know. Everything. There is no, you know. um, So I think Stuart Murphy, it was heartbreaking the reason I got it, because it was my favourite show on television. And Christopher Price, I would argue, I mean, there's nobody like. He was absolutely extraordinary. And it was, it had the anarchy of live TV. Do you know what I mean? Because it was on BBC Three and we weren't aware of figures. We could have an absolute laugh. Uh, and it was live. So you, in terms of, as you say, like Malcolm Gladwell says, in terms of hours, you're just clocking them, clocking them, clocking them. And it was randomly brilliant. So it was Sue Pollard and Justin from The Darkness on the sofa. And you were talking about Patsy Palmer's new kitchen. I mean, you know, it was mayhem, but it wasn't pressured. Does that make any sense? Totally. Because you... Twitter didn't exist. I didn't know if people were watching. I got pregnant on that show. I got. I was morning. I had such bad morning things. I threw up on most guests. I um, uh, pot on four stone. Went off. Had a baby. Came back. Then covered in baby sick. So it was 
a brilliant place to learn, I think. And so what happened next? I mean, how, what, I, could, I could do the, I, I, I can give you a teleology, but I don't really want to do that. So Liquid News, and by the way, that was a very quick answer, the Golden Rung answer. So that, that was, that's, that's pretty much out there for you. It's a standout. And then was it basically Strictly? And then it was It Takes Two. Yeah, sorry, sorry, It Takes Two, yeah, yeah. I did lots of other things. And I tell you what was sort of not, uh, which felt like a perfect fit for me was the sister show. So never the main show, but the little naughty friend where you could have, where you had uh, more time and more freedom and not 30 seconds and but just like yeah go on all right you know meatloaf is a massive strictly fan strictly fan and he would call up and just come on on it takes two again and i had two babies on that so i felt with the the audience loved strictly as much as i did and i felt without wanting to make you hurl that we were like a team we were like a little family where i did try and get the information about why a heel lead is more important than a toe lead in a ballroom dance and all the important stuff. But also I farted around with uh, Len Goodman, who I loved, and all the judges. You know, it was, you had space. You doffed your cap to the verbiage, but you stayed in your lane. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that was, I think, that that was the biggie. And what I love about your narrative is so authentic okay because here we go again i don't know if you've noticed this right but you like to do shows with other people you like to be part of a gang you don't want to be on your own yeah i do you have two you have two writing voices you have the funny and you have the the sincere and by the way they can they often uh you know exchange uh, places which yeah. is useful but again with the sh- what about the sh- you like to work on shows that also have brothers and sisters so even your sh- you don't yes not only do you not want to be on your own on your show you don't want your show to be on its own no and I don't really, I mean, I love Strictly, but it was never the aim to be, I don't need to be first, ever. No. Who's interested in It was in never first? in your mind to biff Brucey off, was it? What are you talking about? No. And I started <laughs> doing the results show and I right. got on brilliantly with Tess and then Bruce decided to leave and then I got Tess's job and it all, you know, I think in the book I say talk about, I mean, sometimes things just land in your lap. I kept on going, what? And Danny Cohen, who's head of BBC, was just like, well, yeah, it's yours. I was like, what are you talking about? Tess's job is yours. You get on brilliantly. I was like, what? And we do get on brilliantly. And how lucky are we? Very, very lucky indeed. I mean, any sleepless nights before? Because you were already doing the gig anyway, but you went, okay, tell me more. Always. I mean, I get really nervous. That's part of my getting ready for the exam thing, I get really, really scared. I mean, if you ever see Tess, if she's ever doing the show wearing an upper arm cuff or wearing something with a big sleeve, it's because I've hurt her arm where I've squeezed it because I'm so nervous. And I can't do that right now. But I get, I do get really scared. Um, Not because I think I'm doing anything important. I mean, I realise I'm not in a, you know, I'm not in scrubs holding a scalpel. I'm not a surgeon, but just because I don't want to let this magical team, which is what they are, uh, down. And because we, you know, and you know, life we're tiny cogs. And if you go off piste, if you talk for too long, if you do this, if you, then I mess it up for everybody. So I just want to be obedient. I think being obedient at work, not necessarily in life, is a is a good thing. Um, so, yeah, I get really, really scared and I never really sleep the night before. You said it again. You said it again. You said what I do. I know what I do isn't important, but it is important. It is important. It's, uh, it's fine to say I, it's important because it is strictly, no, I, strictly yes. really cheers people up. It stops people from being depressed. 
You know, it's a really important show. Okay, I don't mean it. Yes, but uh, okay, but somebody else could easily do what I do. Don't, oh! don't, don't, uh, don't, don't speak. I don't, don't think speak. they could, Miss Winkleman. Uh, don't speak. No, I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean, you know, there are some people, that, you know, especially right now, people are saving lives. People are on the front line. People, the idea that I would go, what I'm doing. So, but I, but I do get really nervous. I do. That's but, but if I don't get nervous. It's a disaster. Because there are some times where I've been like, yeah, all right, let's bash this out. And I'm like, <laughs> or the nerves come too late. All right, who else could do what you do on Strictly? Anyone. Who? Anyone. Name, Any, give me, anybody. Give, give me one name. One name. I, you're so bad. All of them. I can give you all the names. Anybody who's in telly, you can. No, they couldn't could do what you do. You are you and Tess on that show. You are... You are the Anton deck of the BBC. That's that. Okay, hey, let's 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 do what they do um, in kids' psychology. Let's not make it about you. All right. Okay. Okay. So tomorrow, mm. and ancestor deck, love you like a brother, but I'm done here. Who takes Anne's no. place? Stop it. Well, if if you if you well no, if, you, if you can't answer that, you, you you're wrong. If you can't answer that, you're wrong. Okay, all right, well, I'm wrong. But, yeah, people could. <laughs> people could. Holly was brilliant with him. Holly was, but also he wouldn't say that. Don't be silly. We'd all go around and say, have you lost your, what do you need? Some shortcake? What do you need? Pull yourself together. And what do you think of the world at the moment and what do you think of our business at the moment and what do you think is going to happen and what are you hearing from people? Because you hang around with pretty lofty folks who, by the way, are all qualified to be um, where they are hanging around at the time. What's the word, not on the street, but, you know, in the stratosphere? Yes. Um, I, the, the truth is, I don't know. I don't know anything. I feel terrible for uh, the people. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's horrific, isn't it? It's horrific for everyone. It's, it's terrible for those who, my heart breaks for families who, are dealing with sickness or haven't been able to see people. It's terrible for people who can't work. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have a pity answer. I don't, I don't have the answer on any, any front. What do, you th- what do you think about our business? Well, your business more than radio, actually, because radio is a lot easier to do in lockdown than TV. Um, TV, this time they've said that people can go ahead and film. Uh, I feel terrible for people who work in the theatre um, who really don't have an outlet right now. Telly people are, I think, I mean, look, it's horrific. It's terrible for people. Terrible. It's a strange other thing, isn't it? Because, you know, a friend of mine, he was recording his podcast in January and he's, he does a fantastic podcast. His name's yeah. Rich Roll. You may have heard of him, you may not have heard of him, but he's, he's, yes, he's the king yes, of the podcast yes. for me in the world. You know, and he was talking to, he always has a real sort of, a real hard nut on in January. And it's usually a Navy SEAL, an ex-Navy SEAL. Um, because, you know, a lot of people think about their regime and, te- you know, changing their regime, you know, yeah, or bringing yeah, discipline. Yeah, so, right. it's, so, yeah, so he gets a real sort of hard baller on in January. And they were talking about, you know, well, the way the world is at the moment, you know, and it was like, it was quite, and it, these guys are pretty, their glasses almost always half full. And they were, they were like, you know, 2020 is going to be a bit of a curveball of a year. There's things we need to think about, you know, as human beings, as how we're treating each other. Little did we know what was around the bloody corner, yeah. you know, and that, that wasn't taken into consideration. So sitting here before Christmas, you know, um, as, as we are now and your show, 
your gorgeous Strictly show is, you know, is is the nation's glitter ball. It has one of its own, but it's it's the nation's. It might be one of the few things that 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 gives us community this year. So, you know, how do you feel about that? Do you feel do you feel like extra responsibility, or is it business as usual, or what? We, I no, I feel I feel like I I I wouldn't want to overestimate, but I think, but we are definitely trying our best and we'll do everything we can to stay on air and to give people some uh normality i suppose if we can but it's it, it's hot you know it's very it's difficult to be upbeat when so many people you know there's little i don't know how if you've got little local shops i've got little local shops and they're so worried they're going out of you know i just don't know i mean it's horrific yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's a, and there's a thing about you know people say to me, oh, we love the fact you're so positive. You know, we like to think positive. But no, it's po- important. It, it is. is important, but you also have to understand. <clears throat> you have to be positive, and you absolutely have to be positive if you've got kids, because there's no point in mum and dad just going. <gasps> but you, or I think we have to. We all have the responsibility to look after the people closest to us, to look after our community, whether that's, you know buying vouchers for haircuts or whatever it is to try and keep our little local communities going <clears throat> in the next lockdown. Yeah, no, I've, I, I, it's fine to be positive from a, from a, a, a sort of, um, put from a starting point of foundation, but not fantasy. You can't yes. be, you can't be. Yes, of course. You know, th- fiction and positivity doesn't work for me. You know, if you take the reality of the, the situation and the challenge, then be positive about that. But you can only be positive by doing something. Uh, you know, you, totally. You can't totally. think, you have to do, do, you know, c- commit an action, do something that has yeah, a consequence. Yeah. The consequence, hopefully, is positive. So that's 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 yeah. where that's where we all are. So what 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 might Christmas look like for you now? I just don't know how it will be, but we're, so we're not just not planning. And I think if we're as long as I'm allowed to see my family at, from a very far distance, we go for a walk or whatever it is, then we'll be all right. We don't need anything else. And um, as far as your girls are concerned, your your dames of the round table. Um, yes. Here we are sitting in the morning. It's coming. It's approaching midday. What what might happen today? Anything on the agenda? Anything simmering? Telephone call wise. There definitely will be one. Uh, there won't be now. I'm gonna. I'm just being completely open with you. I'm gonna have a little nap. Oh come on! It's quickly. Sorry, Claudia. Give us your give us your midday nap regime. How does it work? Right, this is very important, is open. Not drawing the curtains at midday. Right. Shoes off, not pyjamas, not under the cover. Lying on the side, <laughs> eyes closed, <laughs> half an hour. Up, ravenous, maybe a cheese and ham omelette, possibly oh. with a bit of a slice of bloomer. Then chat with the girls, school run, bring them back. Guys, can we do homework, please? I'll say that mm, about 42 times. Guys, can we do homework, please? And then... Uh, eating husband tall maybe some lentil soup because this is what all I've been trying to master it's disgusting like dishwater then uh, maybe billions and then night night love it sounds sounds gorgeous and you are you, you're in um, sniffing space of your half century forgive me um, there you go no I can't wait right you okay it's a good literally it's can't good wait. it's not this year it's not next year either is it it's the year after 
Okay. You're awesome. If you're going to write a book about that, you might want to be thinking about that now. <laughs> um, your last book has Smart. done really well. Quite is still out there, everyone, to buy. Thank it's you. it's more than quite good, let me tell you. Um, so so what 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 conversations are you having with your publisher? Oh, you're so naughty. No, none. No, they don't have to. I don't want them to feel like they have to. I said, don't be ridiculous. Mm. I'm like, you know, step away. 50th, what do you think about this? I'm like, yeah, I told you I'm rubbish past 9 p.m. Lunch. <laughs> there you go. A big birthday lunch. Because tall, Danish human, two days older than me, right. joint lunch. Kids, oh, wow. family, everybody. Trestle tables, some sort of roast potato action. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but as you as you under celebrate, I know he he has had previous oh, with over celebrating, hasn't he? He's obsessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He love yeah. and also the Danes love a birthday. They love. They sing. There yeah. are seven different happy birthday songs. That's nice. That's nice, isn't it? Hmm. Okay, but lunch lunch is cool. Lunch is cool. Yeah. And beginning with maybe your apparently you 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 make the greatest killer margarita on the planet. Starting with those yeah, at eleven so we'll o'clock, maybe. With ma- exactly. Start with a margarita or a cup yeah. of tea. Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Margarita slash cup of tea? No. Well, depends what you're in the mood for. I know pressure. Okay. Come have a nice, you know. Then, um, yeah, mayhem. When I say mayhem, I mean eating. Uh, night, night. Okay. And uh, please write a book about it. Okay, you're very sweet. Thank you so much for having me on. I can't believe oh, we started yeah, at awesome. Socks. We've done it all. My final question for you is this. Go on. Because you're now part of the dent. Should I get a puppy? No, you should get two. <laughs> Done. <laughs> okay, nap cancelled. All right. I'm going to go to a breeder. Claudia, thank you for your time. Don't be silly. I've loved it. Thank you, thank you. Isn't she lovely? Isn't she super talented? Claudia Winkleman on How to Wow. This has been episode 20. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review and don't forget to subscribe because all that really helps us to do episode 26, which will star Richard and Judy. How do I know? Because we've already done it and it comes out Sunday night. Ta-da! Oh, hang on. Don't go anywhere. Sorry, I forgot. This show is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com slash howtowow now and join health experts, athletes and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash howtowow and if you do input the howtowow bit of that URL, you'll get a free year's supply of vitamin D and five travel-free sachets today. That's their special offer to you via us, athleticgreens.com slash howtowow. Have a great one. See you next time. Ta-da. Sorry. Ta-da! Oh!